My sponsors, Martin Snyder, PC Recruiter, Nintren at Hire Tool, and uh, I'm going to welcome our guest right away, the one Crystal, Crystal Miller. Crystal, are you there? I'm here. Anyway, her name on Twitter is the one Crystal, the one Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, okay? Her mother gave her a strange name, the one Crystal. She's an employment branding expert. She also does social recruiting. Social recruiting and something called digital strategy. Sorry, you know, I know you're not supposed to make fun of names. I know you're not supposed to make fun of names anymore, but I grew up in an earlier era, okay? What's digital strategy? So digital strategy is what most people call social recruiting. But i got to tell you, before we get going, don't talk about Shally because he'll come after you, okay? Happened last week. Jerry said something bad about him and before you knew it charlie called in okay uh okay i so didn't let me ask say another... anything bad about him i said wonder whatever happened to him yeah sure yeah that that's bad? not bad yes that's bad okay How's that bad? <laughs> it means he's a has-been okay i don't anyway, know I think, you, I think you misread me yeah okay right and it, yeah that's why i called in the fight with you i think a lot of the reason that people say that employer branding is a hoax is because they don't understand it um, I said it. I said it. She's talking about me, everybody. The reality is we all build a name for ourselves in business, right? So your company, whether you're a mom-and-pop recruiting agency or just a single lone person or whatever, you're building a brand off of the work that you do. A brand in and of itself is the promise that you make to the people that you interact with, to the world at large. Okay. So when you're talking about employer branding, what you're talking about is your identity as an employer. So for a third-party recruiting firm, if you're looking at branding your clients, then you're talking about their identity as an employer. And let me tell you, I work with really large organizations, and the biggest complaint that they have, and one of the reasons that they're, they're pulling back on third-party agency, aside from just the fees, is the, um, the bifurcation of their branding efforts. So the, you have a, a third-party agency. What does bifurcation mean? Hold on. Splitting. I thought it was oh, bifurcation. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm awful with the pronunciation stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. My fault. The so, division of something into two branches or parts, by the way. Right. Animal. So that was for so, animal. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> We've all heard of people that in, in recruiting that will say or do whatever just to get a candidate. Sorry. Well, that really sucks when you as an organization have spent a lot of time, money, and effort into putting out uh, a succinct brand to find out that it's being kind of hijacked. Okay, so the agency, the agency, let me clarify, the agency uh, has its own branding for its own hiring process, and if it's out of Mm -hmm. sync with its client's hiring process branding, uh, there's going to be a problem. Okay, so when you're branding, let's let's but let's focus on corporations. I think it's really for them. Okay, when your branding is your your employment brand. Uh, first, for two questions: How are people supposed to find out about it if they don't already work with you? And secondly, is there a checklist of topics you have to cover? So first of all, how do people find out about your employment brand? I've never seen ads where you know people say. 
this is how what it's like to work here. They just use the you know standard fluff terms, fast paced, blah 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 oh, blah. You know. Yeah. No. That, I don't think that's an accurate statement, and that's I'm, I'm a, not that's even ridiculous to say that's statement. not an accurate statement. <laughs> Animal, have you, have you seen the GE commercial? I think the way GE rebranded their employment brand was fantastic, with those commercials and all that. I didn't see them. What are they? What? Probably their most famous recruiting ads were released through the Super Bowl. Um, and the first one I think that they did, talking about it through a child's eyes, what the, what they understood their mom did for a living and what it was like to work at GE. The next series came through Owen, where Owen was talking about getting a job as GE. The company was trying to rebrand itself from um, an industrial organization to a digital one. And we've seen the continuation of that in their newest series, which is talking about if scientists were treated like celebrities. So you see these subtle shifts, but they're, they're there. They're just not in your face saying, hi, we're hiring, come work for us, come work for us, come work for us, because that's not employer branding. That's recruitment marketing, and it's a different thing. It's a subset, and, but it's what people understand to be employer branding. And like I said, I think some of the reasons that people say things like it's a hoax and and whatnot is because they just frankly don't know what, what they're talking about. Okay, well, what, now what's the difference then between employment branding and recruitment marketing? When you look at employer branding, you're looking at the identity and promises of an organization as a whole, an overarching thing. Think of it like an umbrella. Underneath that, you have recruitment marketing. And recruitment marketing is just that. It's the marketing of jobs you are trying to recruit for. So you can recruit candidates both to a company and to a job. Right? Okay, so, so hold on. So employer brand, wait, employer brand is for the company. Recruitment branding is for marketing is for the job. But hold on, how detailed is employment branding? Because what you told us about those GE ads, they're not very detailed. They don't tell you what it's like to work there. They don't tell you if the managers are trained to be nice or if they're oppressive goons, okay? I would argue that some of them tell a little bit more than what you probably think they do. How detailed is it? It's incredibly detailed. You're looking at a combination of symbols, values, beliefs, which is all part of culture. Uh, you're looking at business goals and aligning that to uh, employment realities. Like, it, it's a you know what? I feel like you're, you're a poetry teacher, and you know, I don't understand what the author said, and you're saying, oh, look at the imagery. Look at the illusions. Uh, yeah, it's there. It's, it's just true. subtle. Well, I, I don't want subtle. I want them to tell me what it's like to work there. So they do, but I mean, do you want to be hit in the face with something, or yeah. over time do you yeah. discover something? Yeah. Okay, for most people, they don't want to be hit in the face with a hard sell. There's a lot of science that supports that. So let me get to something. There's no checklist for the things you're going to cover in employment branding, like look at our nice building, look at our managers are very nice, we don't discriminate against anybody. Those, there's not a checklist of stuff you have to go through. Who's making that noise? Okay, what about the checklist? Is there a list of things to cover? Yes. Yes, there is. Give it to us. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. So you start with understanding who you are as an organization now. What is it like to work there? Where, where, what is the working environment that people are in? Give us some answers. Give us some samples. So AT&T is an organization. What is it like to work there? It's going to depend a little bit on the job that you are, that you're in. But they're a very innovative forward-thinking company that's also a giant behemoth organization with a lot of um, political fields to navigate, right? So you're going to go in there, and they're going to expect you to make change, but you have to be willing to be collaborative. And they do a fairly good job of explaining that in their... Uh, How? In their How do they explain it? 
How do they explain it? Should I should you I ask see you again? Their, their video? No, I heard you the first. What time. do you see? Uh, what do you see? <laughs> Spell it out. Hey, 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 Crystal, I'm a guy you have to slap in the face with stuff, okay? I, I'm not subtle, okay? And neither are my listeners. Go ahead, please. No, that's fine. So I think when you look at their videos, things that you'll see is them talking about the accommodations that they make for people with disabilities. You'll see them talk about their veterans programs. You'll see them talk about collaboration amongst team members and how they get to new ideas. Uh, you'll see them talk about how you progress. You'll see them talk about the... Um, University recruitment program, leadership programs that they have. Okay. And how the they only thing, college. wait a sec, hold on, hold on. The only two things that made sense to me so far that really about, about, about how, what it's like to work there are how they come to new ideas and how you progress. What do they show you to tell you or tell you about how they come to new ideas? Uh, well, so one of the videos that they have actually by uh, um, one of their scientist who talked about, okay, first we find a real world, world business problem that needs solving. Um, and maybe it's a business problem, maybe it's a consumer problem, but there's a problem that we need to solve. And then we understand how can we as an organization help tackle this problem with things that we sell and so on and so forth. And then we start to develop it. And once that's developed, it then goes to another organization who helps to figure out the marketing around it and consumer response and those kind of things. And then it goes to regulation and legal, and then it goes out to the marketplace. And so it walks you through those different steps. And you're seeing different jobs all along the way. You may not quite realize that's what it is because, again, it's not saying, okay, we have job family A, job family B, job family C, because typically that feels like condescending to people. And usually people don't like that. But they do tell a story. And so a lot of employer branding is done through storytelling. Is that an ad or is that a video on the website where the scientist tells well, you? I mean, I don't know that that's mutually exclusive. You know, no, I'll tell you what it, it should be. Look, this is a quiet office. Nobody likes people who rock the boat. You know, we call each other by uh, our titles here. You have to say, sir. Or, you know, it's all first names. You know, you, you can criticize us up and down. You can tell your boss he's wrong and he can't punish you. That's what well, it's like to work there. Animal. You're talking more about company culture than branding. Well, hold on. Isn't branding just telling people about the culture? No, it's more than that. I mean, it's part of that, but it's more than that. Okay, okay, but I gotta do. Uh, I gotta do an ad. Okay. Hey, everybody. Today, I want to tell you about Hire Tool. H I R E T U A L. It's a hot new sourcing tool, and yesterday I sat in on a demo for Hire Tool with Nin Tran. He's, you know, the COO there, and someone called him up and said, hey, I heard about your stuff on the Recruiting Animal Show. And uh, so Nin said, okay, I'm going to bring in the animal as well. So I have to tell you something. It was fun. It was fun, and I want you to encourage you. I want to encourage you to do a demo with this guy. It's, it's low-key, very practical, no pressure. He showed us how Hire Tool works. It's kind of like ordering pizza. You put in uh, in the search field Python backend San Francisco, and it gives you a bunch of options. You might want to add, like pepperoni and green peppers. Then it generates a search string and goes through LinkedIn and GitHub and Facebook and brings up a lot of people. And i got to say, the Facebook search was the most interesting because the woman who was uh, doing the demo, she said she'd gone through Facebook on her own and come up with nothing. But Nin came up with a whole slew of people and hire tool 
tells you who it thinks is the closest to what you want and who's most likely to be ready to leave, and it guesses how much the person is earning, and it gives you the contact info, right? And when I posted a note about that demo on my Facebook group, hey, Brian Fink said, Nin doesn't sell, he helps. And Pete Radloff, who never agrees with me about anything, he said, yeah, that's true. That's one of the things I like most about Nin. Okay, and Stephanie David said that Nin is awesome, and the community, the recruiting community, is blessed, blessed to have him. You know what? And I had to agree, because he's paying for my coffee. I'm a big man at Starbucks with his money. Okay? So, HireTool.com, and they've got a free Chrome extension. Go there and get it. And if you want to do that demo, I'll come if you want me to. It's fun. No pressure. Thank you. Okay, so back to this employment branding stuff. I'm completely lost already. So you asked what employer branding is. First, it's identifying, defining who you are as an organization in terms of what it's like to work there, how people can grow there, how they can build relationships there, how working there can help support their life outside of work, and how it can help them go to where they want to go next in their life. Which may or may how not does it support their life? How does it support their life out of work? Let's take that for an example. How does it support their life out of work? Work-life balance? Yeah, uh, it can be work-life balance. Um, it can also be helping them to be able to achieve the interests and hobbies that they want to be able to pursue. And some of that's through pay and compensation, certainly. But some of it's also through educational opportunities or travel to see the world. Um, there's, there's a lot of charitable uh, contributions and CSR initiatives. Well, those charity things where they force you to, you know, be a, a corporate part of their their corporate uh, citizen program. Apparently, that's no good. But that's a side issue. Not, okay. Oh, Animal, can I say something yeah. really quick? At at yeah. Deloitte, one of their um, huge branding um, items. I don't know how you would say it, Crystal, but you know they have Deloitte University where anybody can go for mm-hmm. free, <laughs> and you know you can go ahead and get your masters or whatever you want. And that was a huge thing for a lot of people that I recruited. So, you know, that was that's part of branding. That that's not culture. That's not company culture, but it's part of the brand. Yes, it is culture. Okay. Let me give you another example about Deloitte. I had a, a friend, uh, a candidate, but who I became friendly with. He worked there, and he got an offer. Before he went there, he uh, got an offer. He's an Indian. I think I told the story before. He got an offer with an Indian bank here uh and it was a big job and he he had an offer at the same time from deloitte he turned down the indian bank and he went to deloitte because he believed they would treat him better as an employee that was part of their culture and in fact when his father died i think they told him you go back to india for as long as you have to and don't worry about it right and i think he left for a month and that's culture, and that's branding. I don't know, uh, have they ever showed someone who's uh, an ad with someone whose parent dies and, and they're going to give you time off as much as you want? Is, does anybody do anything like that for branding? Culture is the pulsing personality of your organization, right? And so part of Deloitte's culture is a knowledge-based environment. They thirst for knowledge. They continually want to learn. That's part of their culture. The university in and of itself is not culture. It's a program that's indicative of a culture at Deloitte, which is learning and knowledge, but seeking 
in addition to defining your culture and, and defining who you are and sharing those realities, part of branding is also reputation management. And so you have to define your reputation, then you have to manage it. And when you talk about third-party recruiters, to your earlier question, part of the issue that you run into is it's very hard to manage uh, the way third-party recruiters talk about your brand because you can't. They're, they're not employees. They're on their own, their own thing. Their job is to bring in candidates. The place where I would take a bit of an exception is for the 10 to 20% of third-party recruiters that have a long-term relationship and do take the time to learn about the culture, and that helps. I've done that. I know I'm sure many of us have, but I will say that in general, 80-plus percent are body shops just throwing around resumes with skill set buzzwords. But for companies who maybe don't have a long-standing relationship with an organization they want to recruit for, ask. What branding messages are you putting out there? What is your brand? How can we accurately represent you? I guarantee guarantee no one can answer that question. Two of my clients have it built into their third-party agency contracts that they will follow the branding guidelines that are given to them. What are they? I'd like to hear someone uh, explicate their brand in a, a minute or so. I can tell you that in my organization, the people that work for me are a knowledge nut, where we're constantly trying to understand that, which we don't know, which means we spend a lot of time outside of the work that we're doing learning more. What are the trends? What are, how do we do what we do? What do employees need? How do you connect what employees need to business goals? Hold on. Let's say you had a company with 100 people, and that's what one of the values, you were just like Deloitte, you offered this support for education, either in-house or uh, you know, financially outside the organization. How do you convey that in your branding? How do people get to know it, that company XYZ will support your education? It's really important to them. It's all over the place. It's on their website, oh, and through the recruiting process. I mean, and part of selling the company is, is, is what they can offer you, how you can grow your career, your quality of life inside and outside of work. It's all of that. How do they show you it's a fun place to work, like everybody's relaxed and it's laid back and, you know, you're not yelling at you all the time? Telling the marketplace, the job hunters and, and the so passive candidates rich media. about the company. Ah, How do they the find answer, out? The answer is rich media is, is the asset tool that's most often used to be able to depict workplace culture. So that's videos, that's pictures, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so you show images of people working, what they're doing. You make sure it's not actors that you bring in. You actually show your work environment. Mm-hmm. And you show it in enough assets over enough period of time that people get to see samplings of it, and it's not just like one little room. Uh, where do you show that? You show that in social media. You show it on your website. You show it in emails that are going out. You show it in advertising that you buy. Uh, there's, there's a you can show. I have to do an ad. You can show, though. Think about this, that you can show that it's a relaxed, pleasant uh, workplace. It's not a high-pressure kind of workplace. I'll come back to that in a second. Hey, everybody, it's me again. I'm going to do an ad for my fantastic sponsor, PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter. You know, there's a sh- store here in Toronto. they got two locations. It's called George Richards, and their tagline is, I've told it to you a few times already, uh, big or small, we fit them all. It's for big men and short men. <laughs> big, big or small, we fit them all. And you'd expect to see that on the sign of a clothing store, but it's true of PC Recruiter as well. And you know what it means? in the recruiting software business, it means that you can be a solo recruiter, 
or a big corporation or a big, big corporation, and PC Recruiter can still take care of you. You know why? Because PC Recruiter is good for every size of company. And where's the proof? Hey, PC Recruiter has lots of customers who are solo recruiters and even more that are big corporations. They have customers who are only using a few of their options, a few of the features, and customers are using all of their features. And you know what? Big or small, they fit them all, and they give them the same quality service as well. Big or small, we serve them all. And you know that song? I don't know why it comes to mind in this context, but it does. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right, but it isn't wrong. So check, <laughs> I don't know, so check them out. PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Tell them Animal sent you. Okay. Okay. Hey, back to. PCRecruiter was my first ATS, and it was the first ATS oh, that I implemented when I ran HR. I loved it. Great. Great. Um, do you know Marty? Martin Snyder, yeah, the CEO? Yeah, I do. He's a good guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. So coming back, let's say there are companies that are not relaxed and they're not laid back and they have a very kind of uh, high pressure, stern culture. I think I told you perhaps about Bridgewater Associates. Uh, They've got a, a principle of radical honesty. They will criticize you to your face right in front of everybody going downward on the the hierarchy and the people can also criticize their bosses the criticism goes up upward and sometimes when they're scolding somebody they'll videotape it and send it around to everybody via email as a training uh video it's a teaching moment so that's, I, I, that's okay that's culture. so if you if you want to if you want to put that out to uh, potential employees. I read about it in like uh, the Wall Street Journal or somewhere. Uh, so they're putting that message out. If they really believe that's good, how would they express that in a standard employment branding uh, scenario? So you express it in a couple of ways. Three that I can think of off top of head. The the first would be you, you just state it. Like that's the kind of thing that you want to make sure is is on your website when you talk about our company, what it's like to work here. You just say we are we're probably considered a high pressure environment. That means A B C, and, <laughs> and so you say it in your video. Do people actually do that? Do, okay, some yeah. some companies are high pressure. Do people actually do that uh, for Goldman Sachs or those big banks on Wall Street? Do they say that, or is it just some, assumed you know? And if no. you don't know, they don't want you. So, yeah, no. it's a combination of both. Uh, should they all say it? Yeah. Do they all say it? No. Um, right. the, another way that you share that is actually through your videos. So in the scenario that you described, I would have an employee talking about that as a story, and I would probably show a video montage of an organization's of one of their meetings where you see people spiritedly talking to each other. Right. So, it's, so that what you're seeing in your B-roll matches the story you're being told. Have you ever seen a company videotape their meetings? Who's making that noise? Who's making the noise? Okay, listen. What about video testimonials? How effective are they? How do you get people to do them? And, you know, do you write the script for them, or how does it work? Done right, they are incredibly effective. We know that there's 65% recall on job videos, and there's 85% engagement. Um, Job videos are viewed 48% more than your standard video, uh, like an employer branding video. So 48% more for a job video. 
um, and three times longer than a, a regular job ad. So they'll spend three times longer than they will reading a job ad, watching a job video. Does that I don't sense? understand. What's a, what, what's a job video as opposed to an employment branding video? So, again, when we look at employer branding videos, we're looking at the organization as a whole. Um, the average attention span on that seems to hover around a minute. Uh, when you look at a realistic job preview, I can extend the engagement on that to about two and a half. Okay, so it sounds to me like employment branding is almost useless. What really counts is this recruitment marketing, doing the job videos and stuff. Am I right about that? Oh, God. Oh, my no, God. You're not We've got a minute. You can hold someone's attention for a minute on an employment branding uh, video, but if it's a job video, man, they're in there, 85% engagement. Don't tell me the job videos aren't a lot more important than the employment branding videos. The employment branding videos are pablum. That's the problem. That is the problem. That's why I keep – that's why it's, it's so vague and it doesn't say anything. It's like talking about the weather at dinner, okay? Now, you're saying the job videos – the testimonials are more detailed. Tell us a little of those. Give us an example. I'm going to give you an example, but first I'm going to respond to what you said because you went on a nice little tirade, but you're wrong. It's, it's not one or the other. It's both. And the reason that people spend more time on recruitment marketing videos than they do on employer branding videos is because it's much like the food pyramid. We're really concerned with that which we need to survive. Now, it's important that I understand the culture that I'm going to work for and what they believe in and what they do and their mission and their purpose. All of those things matter to me. But reality, I'm going to spend a lot more time on the meat than I am on the green meat. The job video is going to make more sense to me, and I'm going to engage further with it because that's going to be what I do every day, all the time. I need to know that I can do it. I need to know that I like it. I need to know that it's not going to suck. So that's why they spend more time on recruitment marketing videos. And examples of recruitment marketing videos um, in they can kind of be found all over the place, but one of the ones that I like is the Work Here Wednesdays from eHarmony. And so you get to learn a little bit about a different position every week. Uh, one of the ones that I helped make was, um, not the video itself, but the strategy behind it, was uh, Eli Lilly's Scientist Series. But what it's like to be a scientist at Eli Lilly, that's important. You know, What's in uh, there? The oh, okay, program. hold on. Let's use that. Okay, let's go. How, what does it say? What, what is that, a video? How do you get the message across and what's in the message about what it's like to be a scientist there? What content are you giving us? What are you telling us? So we had actual Lily scientists talk about what they do, the meaning behind their work, um, that it's not, it's not really all about you know, necessarily making uh, a medication. It's about solving a problem. I mean, yes, it is about making medications, but it's first and foremost about solving a problem. And so what is that problem that they're trying to solve? And I believe one of them was on Alzheimer's. And so here's this big world issue that impacts everyone. And here's why it was important to me as a particular uh, individual scientist to go research that. Lily allowed me to do that. And now I may spend my entire career trying to figure out the formulation for this particular medication that may or not may not be finished through the course of my career. That's really important for scientists to understand that the work that they do may be continued on even after they retire. So that's part of what they discussed in that series. And that was the goal for them, was to be able to attract people to say, yes, Lily will let you, um, Lily wants you to try to solve real-world real issues and diseases because their mission is to help create a healthier world. Hold on a right? second. So if, if somebody says to me, I'm going to apply to company XYZ, and so-and-so says, uh, or, or, or somebody says, hey, I think you should apply to this company, your mother, and you say, why? And uh, I heard it's a good place to work. Well, 
what do you mean when you say you heard it's a good place to work? Well, they're going to let you work on this project that might not end even when you die. Is that is that uh, is that what you're saying? I mean, that's not what people I think yes, usually but, want to hear. No, but it is what scientists want to hear. So so you've is got it? to stop generalizing things. Yeah, yeah, because they want to know that they're part of history. And one of the things that I, we heard repeatedly in surveying employees for that particular series was that they understood that they were part of something that would ultimately one day change the way the world works, change the world, change life. And that's that they felt like they were part of something that was going to be part of history. And that was huge. The what relation that. does that have to benefits and salary? Isn't, isn't that more important? Uh, no, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it's a given that you want to be paid well for the work that you do. It's a given that you want good benefits. I've never met anyone who said, please find me a crappy job with an awful salary and no benefits. That's never happened. So I don't need, I don't need to necessarily create a marketing campaign around, hey, we have good benefits and salary unless I'm dealing with a reputation management issue. Now, aside from that, what I do see is people feeling like their work doesn't matter, that what they do every day could be done by anyone. Well, I've got to tell you, if I think, hold on, hold on. If I think, you know, my work is going to be uh, finished a few generations after I'm dead, it's going to feel like my work doesn't, doesn't matter as well. Yeah. I've got to do another ad. I left them too long. I left them too long. Got to do an ad. Got to get... You know, NIN, hire tool, that's the coffee money. PC recruiter, that's the bagel money. I want a bagel on Friday morning when I go to meet JD, okay? So let me do an ad. Hey, everybody, I'm back with another ad from my sponsor, PC recruiter, Martin Snyder. In case you uh, didn't hear it, he knows. Uh, My guest today, Crystal Miller, and uh, she said he's a nice guy, okay? So if you want to talk to him personally, I'll bet you can because he's all over social media. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about something that Jerry advised me how to tell you about, and that's the search function on PC Recruiter. I was telling you all the technical stuff, and it was like, remember I said it was like, you know, reading Shakespeare, and I didn't understand one word of it? Jerry said, don't do that. Jerry said, make it simple. You know, don't talk about semantic search. Talk about super search. Jerry, am I right? Is that what I should call it? Super search? simple people like me. Yeah, yes. they have, yeah, they got, PC Recruiter has a new kind of text search, text, that's as complex as I'm going to get, text yeah. and it makes, it makes PC, thank you Jerry, mine too, PC Recruiter, it makes that search function, makes it one of the strongest document search tools in the world, okay, so no technical terms, just Practical terms from one recruiter to another. Super search, super search, super search. PC recruiters got it. And even Jerry can understand. So check it out. Check it out at PCRecruiter.net. Martin Snyder, that guy I told you about, the boss, he calls his company or his software the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. And you know what? I have to tell you, we've all told them, make sure the PCRecruiter.com works, but don't go there. It doesn't. PCRecruiter.net. And thank you, Jerry, for helping me with that. Oh, hold on. I've got a question before I open it up to everybody. Swag. I saw yesterday at Indeed Interactive Conference that the way to make candidates happy with their hiring experience is give them stuff, swag. 96% of the people who got swag said they had a good hiring experience. Is that true? You just have to buy people off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why? Okay. Alan, that makes sense to me. Something for nothing. 
I think you can make data say a lot of things. I think just because 96% of people who got swag said they had a good hiring experience does not mean it was because they got swag. There's a lot more that goes into a good hiring experience than whether, the, or whether you get a T-shirt in a bag that says Indeed on it. And that's absurd to say anything other than that. That said, do people I, like makes sense to me. Yes. Like yeah, so you're saying you can be me. bought off, Animal. You know what? I, I think I read once years ago that Starbucks gave, you know, uh, coffee cards or something to everybody who applied for a job. It did buy them and, off, right? When we worked for 24 hours for this a few years ago, our recommendation to them was to give them a week, give every candidate a week at the den. Let them go experience what it was going to be like in the workplace that they were going to be in. It's great for consumer companies to be able to do those things. You can, as a B2B company, give somebody a swag. That's cool. But it's not going to be the thing that gets them to decide whether or not they're going to work for you. They're not going to make a decision on their job based off of whether or not they're going to Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying if they promise to give you free food and laundry service and and, uh, Uh, the baby watch. Stop it. Stop it. Those are benefits. benefits. Now, if if I go to a concert, I'm not there to go, oh, hey, I got a hat. I had a great time. No, the concert sucked. Oh, and I got a hat. Okay, you know, hold on. A couple of things. Katrina Kibben yesterday, she said that uh, companies should hire outside agencies like yours to do their employer branding because they know what they're up to. They're not biased in favor of the company. Um, what do you think? Um, so without sounding shamelessly self-promoting, yeah, I think that's smart. Now, how long do you need an agency? Um, there's some debate about that. I mean, we, we have a couple of clients that are ongoing that we, we handle all of their employer branding needs. What I really love, though, is to help a company get their employer brand established or revitalized, get their program underway, teach them how to manage it from there on in, and let them go. I don't know that you need an agency forever and ever, amen. You need an agency to okay. help you get your stuff together. She said specifically that you need an outside team to do structured Structured research on your employer yes. brand. You don't have the time. Yeah, she I said. agree with that. It's not Crystal? even just that you don't have the time. I agree with that 100%. And it's not just a time issue, it's also the way people respond to you. So they're going to be much more candid with someone outside, like they are with us, um, because we don't work there. Like, there's no repercussion for them. It's easier to talk to us. And, and the information that I receive and that my team receives, we don't it through a bias. An employee absolutely will, no matter how unbiased they're trying to be, there's an inherent bias issue in, in the way that they receive and filter information. Okay, Alan, you got a question? Crystal, do you think there's a... Uh, <coughs> so what do you do when you run into a company that might be tr- globally ranked, everybody knows them, they think, their executives think they're all that in a side of fries, but when it really comes down, and they do do say good branding, but their culture and their, their, their value propositions suck, and they bring you in, do you think that a lot of companies suffer from that? I think a lot of companies uh, suffer from an experience that the leadership is a, has a distorted employment experience to the rank and file. Um, most of them aren't stupid. And if they've green-lighted an agency or someone to come in and help them with that, they know it. Now, how much you're willing to admit my baby is ugly <laughs> to the world at large is, is a different issue. But if well, they're willing to pay for that company to come in, they know it. Well, you could, but on the other hand, don't you also think that there's a lot of companies out there that they think, oh, wow, employer branding is like the latest thing. Let's call Crystal. Let's have her come in. Just like when a company buys a piece of technology, 
uh, gives it to their people and thinks this is going to solve everything. And it's not. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't. Yeah, we've had, we've had the plan. <laughs> okay, last okay. question. I get it. What's the relationship between the consumer brand and the employer brand? I don't see any. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? It's huge. So no. It, it, uh, 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 so Nabisco sells cookies. Uh, it doesn't mean anything about I might like their cookies, but what's, you know, working there is a completely different issue. I might not want to work there. You might not want to work there even if you love their cookies. But look at it a different way. If you know that you're providing cookies to the world and you're helping people in their happy moments or work through major moments in their lives or even just helping kids with a smile after school, be, helping um, you know what? I, you, you're coming from right. a different place. I'm not. I'm not going to work to make the world happy. I'm going to work to make me happy. Okay. You know, maybe when and I was 16, I maybe when I was 16, you know, instead of joining the Are Communist you? Party, you join a company that says it's going to change the world. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or but some I mean, instead of going to. If you're not, whoa, hold up. So are you saying that you you derive no satisfaction from purpose beyond you? Uh, well, you know what? It's I don't. Th- I'm saying it's not. It's not the primary satisfaction. Oh, you didn't ask if it was a primary issue. You asked what the relationship was, and I think yeah, that's what you keep talking about. Oh, hey, I'm going to cure Alzheimer's a hundred years from now. No one's going to remember I, me, I, but you know, I'm a footnote in that. Yeah, that's, that's what you keep putting out there. I think that purpose has a place in the hierarchy. You're going to make kids happy. What about my kids? They got to have enough to eat. Hey, again. No one's ever come to anybody and said, please find me a crappy job with bad pay and, and awful benefits. Uh-huh. Employer branding uh-huh. will not fix crappy pay and bad benefits. It won't. How about great? How about crappy benefits do, and great pay? <laughs> you know what? I was going to say, what it will do is if you accurately reflect who you are and who you have to work with, the people who don't care so much about bad salary and benefits will be more likely to apply. The people who do will be less likely to apply. And employer branding, helping people self-select out of a process is as big of a win as getting the right people to select in. Okay. I want to thank nice. Jerry for the shout. I want to thank Kathy Manis for bringing up uh, Deloitte and Touche as a good example. I want to thank Alan Fleur with his commanding voice. And uh, Maureen, she said something as well. And I, I agreed with what she said. She said the right on thing, okay, about swag, about material things, about getting stuff for me. And most of all, I was happy to have a return visit after many years from Crystal Miller. Crystal Miller, thank you! So 18 years in the industry, started with the family firm, uh, recruiting industry. Oh, there you have it. Jerry, wake up. You recommended this guy. Go ahead. I mentioned it offhand when I was in a drunken stupor. (laughs) Don't ask Jerry for advice after 5 p.m. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Oh, (laughs) my God. You know, you guys, 
I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's, what? The, deal. I here's the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about what, Gary. What? Gary if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly, animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no. used to like the no. show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If if he man, is man, ready man, to man. say that he's done with it, then I, I embrace his participation. Uh, I'm here, Jerry. Andy, what do you think of the show today? I missed it. I was uh, involved in uh, trench warfare. Man, I got to tell you, I'm. Hey, Animal, know. mute the person that's doing the beeping. Okay, area code two hundred three. I'm off now. I'm gonna have some lunch. What are you gonna now, have? Don't you worry about that. Just handle your. Hey, show. I'm not worried about it. I was seeing if you were interesting. Andy Gregor, I'm sorry to have. Yeah, no, uh, no problem. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, we have to take care of uh, housekeeping. Um, I, uh, you know, man, I, I, I'm sure the guy's a nice guy, uh, as a guest, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it was, it was kind of on the plainer side of vanilla pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, I, I just, uh, it was, I don't, I don't remember a show being more, uh, you know, wah, wah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just kind of, I'm, I'm indifferent. Can you hear Are you me? familiar with the after show and its format and the goal of said show, Cliff? No. What we do is, uh, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, you need to rate the guest and then the host. Oh, okay. And, and you, can, you can pick a score for any reason you want. Some people might disagree with you, uh, challenge your score, but in general, uh, whatever you want to score. Whole numbers only, please. Okay. Insurances, not knowing if you have coverage when you move your washing machine that shifts the hose, that floods the bathroom, that drops your tub through the ceiling, that lands on your mahogany hutch. TD Insurances, confidence your coverage fits your needs. Avoid insurance and get a quote at tdinsurance.com. 